welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay, and welcome to Adam's Rip Podcast. We've had a month off, and we're back. Okay. <laughs> so welcome everyone to the podcast. My name is Lindsay, and filling in for me is our co-host for today, maybe the next day, Brandon. Booyah. <laughs> Nichelle is unfortunately no longer with us, so Brandon's going to be filling in the lady's seat until maybe, hopefully, Lord willing, we'll get a new lady to co-host with me. But if you are a new listener, welcome to Adam's Rib Podcast. You can catch us in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. You can visit our website, adamsribpodcast.com. You can email us, adamsribpodcast at gmail.com. We have blogs, video blogs. A new episode comes out every single Tuesday. I covered it. I think you did. Okay. All right. So this is episode 161, Life Isn't Fair. I had written a blog about this, and it kind of touched my spirit. So I'm like, you know, let's just do a whole podcast episode about it. Have you felt this way in life, Brandon, how life isn't fair? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> definitely. And, like, why, why do you feel this way? Like, what do you mean? Give me an example. Um, well, when, you know... They say that when life gives you lemons, you make it lemonade, but sometimes lemonade doesn't taste good all the time. So it just depends on the situation. Kool-Aid, typical. Yeah. Well, Kool-Aid is good. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, I've wanted to talk about this episode because I do feel like that we have all felt at one point in our lives that life just simply isn't fair, especially if you are a believer. I think we feel like we can be immune to any you know, discourse or to any trials and storms. But obviously that just simply, you know, isn't the case. And I feel like a lot of women ask the question, you know, God, why would you put me in this position? Why are you being unfair? You know, for the women specifically, you know, I feel like we'll go on social media and like, you know, God, all my friends are getting married and they're not even like living for you. You know, God, you know, everyone's getting a job, everyone's getting promotions and they're not even qualified. And, you know, I'm putting in all this work at the praise team at the church and she getting all the recognition, you know, and I'm not. So I'm sure all this sounds very, very familiar. And so we're just so tempted to cry out like, God, it's not fair. Like, don't lie to yourself. I know we have all has said this statement, you know, of asking the question, why do you allow the wicked to suffer and or the wicked to prosper, excuse me, and the godly to suffer? Why do evil people live long and happy lives, but the saints are suffering? It's not fair. It's not. moment. So. But we're just surrounded by evidence that life isn't fair, you know, in our in our 10 to 20, however old you are. And then even like with our multi-million dollar homes and all these ridiculous expensive whatever. Stuff. We, we, yeah, we, stuff. We just see people throwing money around as if it's confetti while we're struggling to pay the bills and keep food on the table. You know, we see those who, who flaunt 
you know, around the law and get away scotch-free with things while the innocent people are, you know, are punished and punished unjustly at that. And so centuries ago, King Solomon in the Bible noticed that life isn't fair. He said that I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. I took that as no matter what, a storm going to happen to the rich person, the poor person, it's just a matter of when. That's mm-hmm. how I put it. Mm-hmm. So, y'all ain't anything to say? This is weird. <laughs> ain't no weird. It's just, you know, uh, I think to piggyback on the whole, like, why is this person getting uh, this before me or doing this before me? Well, I kind of look at, I, I try to look at it as a game of chess. And let me try to break it down just real quick. You got to let the pawns go first. They may be in the forefront. They want to be seen. They want to go out and do whatever and show off. But at the end of the day, their time is going to run out. Their time. I mean, and not, and not to say that in a super <laughs> negative way, but their time is going to run out. You know, like people, I know a couple of people, like I know personally, who have received promotions on certain stuff and they are no way in shape or form in the position to to be in that position (laughs) and i'm like what is going on like literally like this person who's been showing up on time doing this stuff gets overshadowed by the person who's just sneaky and nasty and all this other stuff and it just doesn't make sense but again you got to let the pawns go first because the ones that usually try to jump head first doesn't have the wisdom to endure. Mm, that's deep. You that's know? tweetable. Somebody tweet that. So <laughs> I, I I try to look at it that way. You know, even even for me, like, you know, I do music and media production and all kind of stuff. But then when I see people who are making beats only, not, not, and nothing against people <laughs> who are making just beats, you know, hey, do your thing, whatever, for shizzle. But... It, when you look at that it's just like oh you're pressing certain buttons and you're trying to get a grammy or you're trying to get seen and all this stuff i feel like this hits home for you it, it does <laughs> i could tell it does it really does <laughs> and it's like the most like it's just at this present moment, like it's just in life, like I tell. you know, it's it's just hit me. Why don't you sit in that for a minute? You know, you pray I'm, about that. Yeah, I'm gonna need to marinate in that situation <laughs> for a minute. So I'm gonna pass the mic to you. <laughs> okay, yeah. but before we go into reasons of why life is not fair, of people getting Grammys and Brandon's not apparently, I think we should define yeah. the term fair. <laughs> Some people define fair as equal in every way. But I don't feel like that's an accurate picture of what fairness is. We can't equate fairness with sameness or congruency because some people have curly curly hair, which isn't fair to straight-haired people who wish they have curls. You know what I'm saying? Like, so is that considered equal? Is it considered congruent? And some people possess, you know, a natural ability for athletics or musicianship, which isn't fair to those with poor muscles or coronation who have this heart condition. And so, you know, some people have inherited money through a family business, which isn't fair. And, you know, some parents, um, you know, just simply aren't entrepreneurs. So in all these cases, fairness is not really truly the issue. God, who is 
always fair, gives different gifts to everybody. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it says that it is our responsibility to use gifts God has given and to be content with what we have. So fairness is properly defined as freedom from bias, dishonesty, or injustice. Mm. To be fair is to be just. And that's to be guided by truth, reason, and justice. So whatever our outward circumstances, we can always choose to treat others fairly and making life a little bit fairer for people around us. And I feel like the basic reason that life isn't fair is that it's not guided, and like I said, in the truths, the reasons, and in, in the justice. It's that we live in a sinful, fallen world occupied by sinful people. And that includes Brandon and I, you know, we're, we're not immune to that. And so when people are selfish, impatient, greedy, then they tend to act in the ways that secure their advantage for themselves selfishly with with no thought to others. So then that results in people being treated unfairly. And Jesus told a story about the unjust judge in the Bible. And the judge, it says that he neither feared God nor cared what people thought and that his rulings were not based on justice or anyone's best interest except his own. I feel like we all know people that way. It said that he was a wicked judge wicked judge, excuse me, and that Jesus called him unjust. And that was in Luke. And so when unfair people are in positions of power, then it seems like life is unfair for the multitudes. That's why I always, I think I've said this before in the podcast, you always pray for your leadership, whether it's the leadership in your church, your own household, or even in this country, because if they're living in these wicked things that I just shared, then that clearly affects the multitudes. And that has been proven in the book of Luke. Hmm. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> in Psalms 73, just, just read all of that. Um, in that Psalm, though, it doesn't give us this false narrative that if you're a believer, that life will be trouble-free and that you'll just be going around saying, praise the Lord all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. God is good all the time. You're not going to be saying that all the time. And so, yeah, the Psalms is full of praises to God, and it does teach us that we should be people of praise. But there is also a very realistic view that praises don't come without struggle. That's why we praise, right? You know, you should praise obviously in spite of or because of, but I feel like our greatest praise comes when we've gone through our struggle. And the problem with the wicked prospering and the godly suffering is a heart matter at that point, because there is no, there's a difference between being a member of the church and having a personal heart relationship with God. And so you might sing the praise team and like serve on the usher board at church, but is your heart in it? Do you really have a heart after God? Or are you just hoping that some dude will see you to get wiped up like, oh, yes, I'm serving? No. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going to work. Because if you're serving and you're doing it with a selfish ambition, I feel like any ambition outside of God's will is a selfish ambition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you are serving to be seen or to have any type of selfish will or own, your own will outside of God, it's not going to last. It's not going to work. Because... Okay, so let's say you're on the praise team or let's say you're on the usher board and you're top on the head or whatever and you want to be seen and you finally get that man. But then y'all start arguing. Then what? You going to do the same thing for the next person? Like, is it? you know what I'm saying? Anything that's not <laughs> of God is going to cause a repeated cycle. And it's going to seem unfair. When really God wasn't unfair, you was just in your own selfish way. Yeah. So stay committed to the cause, even though life may not be fair, but 
God has a pure heart to know that he knows what he sees. Mm-hmm. He knows what you're trying to do. You know, you're you're too you're blessed to be chosen. You know, you're you're we're you're a chosen generation or a royal priesthood. You you are that you're legit. So by the time that you know if you stay committed, God is going to bless you more than what the pawns have been dealing with. So don't be selfish. <laughs> don't be out there trying to be seen. Because if you fall flat on your face, it's going to be embarrassing. So, so we talked about being or to go after God's own heart. And that makes me think of David because I said that he was a man after God's own heart. But if you really look at David's life, did it seem fair to you? It really wasn't. You got to think about it. This man was a shepherd. Like he was a shepherd and he was, you know, he was somebody, a young kid after God's own heart, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like we can look at David's previous life and then someone think, man, that wasn't fair. Or someone who may be in that position now and then look at his latter life. I feel like it still ain't fair. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I feel like either way, we're not going to be pleased with our own life. I don't know. I just kind of thought about that. Uh, I think it's more than being pleased. I think it's more of can you just withstand the test that God is putting you. Point. Because every every promotion has a new test and trial to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got to think about that. Like David went from being out in the woods and the shep- being a shepherd playing for God then killing Goliath and then next thing you know he's in the palace mm-hmm. and you're like so you got to think about all those levels and every area of those parables and in, in his life had a challenge yeah had a literally had a challenge so so of course it's not going to be fair you know when you when you see promotion the enemy's going to get upset about that Mm-hmm. So he's going to throw temptation and everything else your way, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, yeah, it wasn't fair, but he stayed committed to his purpose. And I think we also have to remember that God is always just and that he acts in accordance with what's right always. And that he then commands us, his people, his children, his believers to also act fairly, you know. But, of course, we don't always obey God's commands. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, he's given us this freedom to disobey, and that is our choice. But God's goodness and his sovereignty are at stake in this life that you claim is unfair. And so in, in Psalm 73, like I said, just read the whole thing. There's this guy, Asif, A-S-A-P-H. Take your time. I mean, uh, do you know how to pronounce it? It's Asif, yeah. Asif. You okay. just, you know, you look like you was hurting to say it. In Psalm 73... <laughs> He was envying the wicked, that's what it says in the scripture, but was questioning whether God is good and whether he was actually in control of the world. And so when Asif Mm. (laughs) considered his own commitment to, to righteousness, he noticed a lack of reward and he began to despair that that life could even be fair for him. And so how could it be that 
treacherous and these evil people can prosper with all sorts of material blessings while the godly suffer. That's what he was questioning. Um, And especially, you know, if God is in charge. But then as he began to change, he also had a change of perspective when he entered the sanctuary of God. And I think that's key. And so with his eyes on this Lord who was sovereign, he could look beyond this temporal world, you know, and actually hang on to an eternal view. And so the conclusion that he came to was that the prosperity of the wicked, unfair as it is, is only temporary. The judgment of the wicked will be eternal. But that can go on the flip side, right? (laughs) So, you know, the righteousness can be treated unfair. That's only temporary. And then we can also, you know, we're also judged. And that's also is eternal if we choose to live in righteousness. And so, you know, Satan attacked God's goodness way long ago when he suggested to Eve that God was withholding something good by telling her to not eat that fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so Satan had used this same distraction, the same ploy all the way down through the centuries and like even today. And so when you begin to doubt either God's goodness or his sovereignty over bad things that happen, you're on a slippery slope to doubt, Mm -hmm. to sin, to all of that. And so we have to recognize that God is your chief treasure of time and of eternity. So if you're struggling with God not being fair, it may be because that he's just not your chief treasure above earthly prosperity. Because I think we have such a narrow and shallow view that we're not looking at the eternal. We're not even looking at the future. We're not even like really forward thinking. You got to invest now to reap benefits later. And so Asif in Psalms, he wanted us to know that the prosperity of the wicked is short-lived and their doom is eternal, but the blessings of the godly are eternal, whereas our trials are short-lived. And again, that was scripture. So the main blessing is to know that God himself as a strength of your heart and he is your portion forever. But you first, you got to begin to think that you know, that woman on Facebook who you don't even know is living a better life than you. She's probably looking at your life thinking the same exact She's thing. out here living her best life. <laughs> but she's looking at you thinking, man, she living her best life. So before you begin to think that life isn't fair, think of all the favor that God has bestowed on you that you did not earn and you did not deserve. Because life may not be fair, but neither is godly favor. So you got to look at it twofold on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Can we go back in history and look at how unfairness even started? Because you mentioned, you know, the whole thing with Adam and Eve and all that. But even before that, the before that? The, the, the <laughs> devil, uh, he was, of course, an angel before. Mm-hmm. And was his name Lucifer even when yes, he was an angel? Yes, his name was Lucifer. I'm Yes, his name was Lucifer. I'm look up he Lucifer. was like, <laughs> he had to be the best musician on that side of heaven at mm-hmm. that time. And when he saw how God was exalted and all of that, jealousy, 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 you know, formed. I can't remember just how it happened, but jealousy was formed. Mm-hmm. And that that had to begin the most unfair mindset in history. And because of him being in the mindset of feeling like he was, you know, things were unfair, he tried to battle God in position and try to, you know, exalt himself over God, which is already a no, no. (laughs) So, um, 
ever since he was dethroned from heaven and a third of the archangels as well that was behind him on that notice that the unfairness seed and sin and all of that started to happen so you know just when when you act on the fact that things are unfair you tend like kind of like what Lindsay's saying like there's a slope there's a down slope so don't put yourself in that position to to fall back on that you know the enemy struck out because he acted on the fact that he felt like things were unfair but it wasn't his position to do that just think if he just stayed in that right mindset yeah and what's so interesting so i looked at the name lucifer because i wanted to know what it means Mm -hmm. and it means bearer of light or morning star which refers to his former splendor as the greatest of the angels. You almost, I almost feel like if he knew what his name meant, if he would have felt like it was unfair. It's really mm-hmm. easy to think something's unfair if you don't know the big picture, or you don't see the big picture. Right. I was reading something that said, it will, if everything went our way, it would be that much harder to have faith. And so I feel like with just for your example of like Lucifer, if he just knew all or, or trusted God, I don't know. I wonder if he would have, I don't know. That could be another whole nother But it also, episode. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> we might have to come back on that because it, it makes you really wonder, will this, would this world be in the shape that it, it's in right now if he would have done his part and just stay committed to his purpose in heaven? I don't know. You tell us. Tune in <laughs> sometime in the future. We may come back to that. So just think about that. But yeah. So this wraps up episode 161. You know, I said that we were back. We were back last week. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still hanging in there, y'all. You know. So catch us next week, y'all. Thanks for listening. Peace.